Large-scale human societies have never been run on a truly share-and-share-alike basis. Even the Russian communists who espoused such principles completely failed to live up to them. If the rich have always been with us, they probably always will be with us. So why concern ourselves further? In fact, however, the role of the rich is and should be hotly debated. People referred to as egalitarians or equalitarians, we shall use the latter term, want to get rid of them, or at least reduce the extremes of wealth and poverty. If we cannot eliminate the rich entirely, they say, can we not at least tax the rich to help the poor? The equalitarian case against the rich may be summarized as a series of arguments. Argument 1. The rich are essentially parasites. A student working as a summer farmhand explains, I had been on the baler all day, the usual ten hours. The Nevada sun was hot, and the work was dusty. As usual, Mr. Phelps, the farm owner, had been cruising around, checking on us from his air-conditioned white Lincoln Continental. We were sweating for just over minimum wage. He wasn't working, but he was making the profits. It didn't look fair to me. Argument 2. Wealth causes poverty. Without rich people, there would be no poor people. Political commentator George Will thinks this argument absurd. People are not hungry in Bombay, now Mumbai, because people are well-fed in Boston. But argument two cannot be dismissed so readily. The fact remains that if the top 1% of American earners gave away half their net income after tax to charity, and those funds went directly to the American poor, poverty as defined by the government would be eliminated. It is true that these same funds spread globally would barely dent the problem. There is an especially acute moral dilemma sorting out national versus international claims, since the global poor have so much less than the American poor. But the observation that desperately poor people need more money and that others are awash in money is indisputable. Argument 3. The problem is not simply that very rich people do not share adequately with the poor. The larger problem is that the rich steal from or exploit the poor, that, as Proudhon said, property is theft. The book of Isaiah in the Bible tells us that the spoil of the poor is in your houses. What mean ye that ye crush my people and grind the face of the poor, saith the Lord God of hosts? Each generation rediscovers this idea anew, as heiress Abby Rockefeller, a great-grandchild of John D. Rockefeller Sr., has written. The riches and poverty were interwoven, that one fed on the other, that the many suffered because of the few, that good and bad fortune were inextricably linked. This was new for me. It was compelling.